Welcome to Different Gravy, Not Just Another Chef of Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller, and my co-host, I have an announcement to make. As a result of a routine drug test following last week's podcast, Dr. Luke Gledall produced a sample filled to the brim with banned performance enhancers. Boldenin, an anabolic steroid used to make a podcaster more outspoken. Human growth hormone to build the vocal cords and allow the podcaster to talk louder than other broadcasters. EPO, boosting red blood cells and producing lightning quick takes and trace elements of Joker energy drink. This points to a Canadian state-sponsored program to produce top-level podcasters by any means necessary. As a result, all Canadians are banned from different gravy for the foreseeable future. Despite this ban, Dr. Luke Gledder will continue to participate unhindered under the banner of the Canadian Podcasting Committee. Welcome back, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today? I'm good, though. I'm, I mean, this is really sad news because I did have uh, Ian Hume and Simeon Jackson lined up as uh, as footballing yeah. guests. Well, of course, I, as I, I said before, I can't speak to any Sheffield Wednesday football players, but other football players, totally fine. <laughs> um, do you know? I'm re- so I'm referring to the fact that Russia is banned because there is state-sponsored doping, but all of their athletes are still allowed to compete in the Olympics and win lots of gold medals under the banner of Russian Olympic Committee, which is um, smells a, smells a lot of BS, really. It does. It does. <laughs> so you're fine. You, Andy, and Hume can uh, can toddle onto the podcast unencumbered you're, you're absolutely fine cool i'll work out a time with humor to get him off <laughs> because yeah state sponsored doping still lets you wander in and and be number four in the medal table <laughs> exactly and we are looking to be basically the kind of under the cash version with very underwhelming canadian former <laughs> football players oh if only if only <laughs> So you're well. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm doing okay. It's a hot day today. It's about 32 outside, and um, I'm cramped in me in my little in my little cubby hole. So it's it's a bit it's a bit sweaty. It's a bit sweaty. I am wearing a Gravy Industries baseball tee. Nice. Um, which is is nice, but it's uh, it's going to be a bit stinky after today because it's been a long long old day. I've played two rounds of disc golf. And uh, I've eaten a massive bowl of ramen, Slurpee, McDonald's, Tim Hortons. Wow. And I'm ready to pour all that uh, lovely, lovely sweat into this recording of Different Gravy, chatting Sheffield Wednesday news with you. Looking, and today we'll be looking at predictions and looking over a little bit of, a little bit of more Wednesday news this week. Yeah, and we—I mean, this is a—it's a bit of a first. We're kind of—I'm—I'm uh, I'm burning the the post midnight oil, uh, which probably makes it a very reasonable time for you, Luke. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it might be a slightly different energy. It's—it's uh, it's wearing shades indoors, uh, t- sort of energy. That's what—that's what—that's what we're bringing today. Uh, but I think it's—it's it's been a big week. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put us on put us on an official 
news footing. Breaking hoo-hoos. So, Mr. Corey Haim of the podcast, Richard Miller, please uh, please put on your sunglasses at night and take us through take us through like <laughs> this week's dealings in the world of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. Well, we're a bit spoiled for choice this week, aren't we? It is. It is a bit. Say that again. So, I, I, I suppose chronological order is as good as any. We uh, mm-hmm. was it a, a, officially a double announcement, or did they? Was there a was there a particular order to uh, to the two signings on Tuesday? They nashed a double announcement, despite the fact that everybody thought it was coming as a double. We didn't mm. get to see them both there, I guess, because you know, not like they're they're kind of unlikely twins maybe, and they're not also from the same club. So, anyway, the first one that came in was our new number one goalkeeper. Yeah. Bailey Peacock-Farrell, who we talked about last week being a a pretty unbelievable get for a team in uh, in League One. But we gone and got him. We only gone and done and paid the loan fee. We got him from yeah. the door, didn't we? We both had him in the building and both got him over the line. I can't believe we got it over the line because we know, know that's the most difficult bit. I know Brian Laws wasn't very good at that, was he? But clearly Darren Moore seems to be better. Seems to be better at tugging him over the line in the tug of war <laughs> to get them over the line, him and their agent. Well, he's a burly chap, isn't he? If is any, it? if you'd back anyone to get somebody over a line, it would it's probably Darren be Darren Moore, which is probably like the, the literally the pulling power that Darren Moore has. It's <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday's yeah. led way. There seems to be tangible. Mm-hmm. It really seems to be a thing that um, you know he plays a part in attracting these these folks to the club, which is uh, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what that says of our last manager that was trying to do a build in the summer, but presumably people just hate Gary Monk, and uh, the very <laughs> sight of him puts them off signing. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he looked too coy. That's what they said. It's just far too coy. Well, they then disappeared off to sign for Huddersfield and Birmingham as an alternative. They just at the assume, time. yeah, they assume there must be something in the small print that that uh, invalidates the rest of the contract. Exactly, because he's just got such a coy look on his little face. But Darren Moore's only gone and brought in a very, a very exceptional, highly rated Premier League loan goalkeeper to to literally be our number one which we'll mm. get on to later. Yeah, Bailey Peacock-Farrell from Burnley, formerly of, of Leeds, Dirty Leeds. I think, I, I mean, I'm. <laughs> we've, we've talked a lot about our goalkeeping situation. I'm very, very mm-hmm. pleased that we've addressed that. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest and say I don't know a huge amount about Bailey Peacock-Farrell himself, uh, although, you know, it's a fun double-barreled name. It's a fun first name. How many Baileys do you know? Um, but it's the fact that Darren Moore saw that this was a situation that needed to be addressed, I think speaks volumes. Um, it means he's watching the game with the same pair of eyes as most of the fans, because I don't think anybody's felt like this summer we could really... Well, nobody was excited about the prospect of either Wildsmith or Dawson being the first choice going into another season. So the fact we've addressed that's massive. Hopefully he does a fantastic job, but 
I'd be surprised if he's worse at the risk of kind of <laughs> courting, a, um, you know, a bit of, um, you know, setting up a bit of a trap for myself. I would be, that would be, it would really shock me. Um, and the other side of this is that Dawson's gone out on loan to Exeter. Mm-hmm. Yes, later in the week, confirmed. I think he was said actually after the Port Vale friendly, wasn't it? Saying that Darren Moore was saying, you know, look, this is going to happen. So it was kind of a bit protracted. And I think was it a couple of days later, it was actually confirmed. That's so that right. was Tuesday, I think it was the Thursday. It was confirmed that Dawson had left on the seasonal loan to Exeter. Um, I think it's telling that, I mean, interesting that we seem to hear kind of within the media, again, the name mentioned for Alan Nixon was talking about, basically, they seem to want to get one of the goalkeepers out. Um, and was when he was kind of wondering whether it was primarily Wildsmith. Wildsmith has a year left on his contract, so maybe there's a good opportunity to either see him out the door on the loan or try and just get a a nominal fee to kind of get him out the door. But um, I'm wondering if the mentality now is basically saying, well, we have a lengthy contract for Cameron Dawson. Maybe upon some time, I think it it seemed like Dawson was the more promising of the two. Mm. I'm really not sure anymore. I, I think that may well have been true at some point in time, but I think we're so far removed from that really from based on performances from Dawson and Wildsmith. Wildsmith would be the slightly better, or should I say less worse option to That's kind of start, but it's, I don't know. It it kind of became, I think we talked about this before with the goalkeeper situation, a little bit similar to how I always use the analogy of like reminding myself of our last disappointing dip into the toe, into the, into the depths of the third tier last time we got relegated and signing a string of strikers who... Um, you know, Mello Morrison and, you know, Paul Heffernan. And there's this kind of feature around Paul Heffernan saying that he was seemingly signed first, but then much pushed down the ranks. But it felt when things weren't working, it felt the question of, well, where is where is Paul Heffernan? You know, how bad is Paul yeah. Heffernan? Yeah. We never really have a great basis of that. So sometimes I think the danger kind of becomes, and especially seeing with a quick, a very quick rotation of goalkeepers, which, I mean, in some senses, there's nothing against having that happen and having that being something that's done. The problem kind of becomes is that it seems to be something that is not typically done within football. Having that kind of quick interchange of goalkeepers implies there isn't much kind of great starting faith in a position where largely kind of let's not look, 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 look at Westwood and think about this in terms of fitness, there shouldn't really be any question as to why, uh, you know, unless there's some kind of injury that crops up. Yeah. But largely that's a position which, you know, you can have a goalkeeper who can play an entire season in the net. So having that kind of quick rotation I never really know who's the better one of the two. I I I don't know. They are different players. They are different goalkeepers. But again, maybe the mentality is, especially in this situation with such a lengthy contract, there's either two ways to look at it. You can either look at it from a very negative sense and saying, well, we've got him for this many years. So this kind of just, this kind of treads water and runs down the contract a little bit similar to 
and they're thinking about a player like Jordan Rhodes. Or you could may maybe they still think that there's some little bit of growth and potential that can happen. You know, we talk a lot about how the misconception around Cameron Dawson is that he's a young man. Um, he's certainly younger than me and you, Rich, but um, yes. but he's not younger in the eyes of kind of promising youngsters and academy players developing through. In fact, you know, he's he's very solidly around that middle twenties. Right he's now. kicked up. He's just he's ticked up another birthday, hasn't he? Which takes him to twenty six. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I know doesn't really mean anything, but it it serves to illustrate the fact that this is no longer a young pop. This is somebody who should mm -hmm. be entering their kind of athletic prime. Um, and I know goalkeepers mature later, but twenty six is pretty late to mature if you're going to mature. Um, but I, I liked what, I mean, Moore said, you know, this is someone we've invested in. He's a Wednesday player. And I think that's the fact he's got a loan. Presumably he'll be an unquestioned sort of number one choice for them. Mm -hmm. That might do his confidence a world of good. Because I, I, I think it's a really tough, as you say, it's a really tough thing to say which one is the better out of the two. I think Dawson's a much better build for a goalkeeper um, than, than, uh, Wildsmith, but that doesn't, it's not the be all and end all, obviously. Mm. Uh, but I think with both of them, it seems to be they start off okay and then get gradually worse when they get chances in the first team, mm -hmm. which is not a great position to be in, is it? No. Uh, so you tend to get like one or two really good performances and then five or six of it getting gradually worse and worse. And then the next mm -hmm. four or five are bad. That seems to be the way of it with both of them. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, yeah, I'm glad we've addressed it. I'm really mm -hmm. pleased to, uh, we've got a new player in. Uh, I'm amazed at the caliber of player that we've got. Mm -hmm. um, although, uh, you know, this is we are talking a, we're talking a full international for for Northern Ireland, uh, dropping down to League One. So um, it it's a very positive signing in. It's addressing our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. it's a very positive signing in that it shows that there is this draw uh, of Darren Moore. He's obviously doing a good job of selling the project, whatever the project is at, at Hillsborough this season. Mm -hmm. He's doing a good job of getting people to buy into that as well, uh, which because it seems to have been a theme across several players. So, yeah, good a good signing. And then the next one was a complete surprise. Uh, I don't, as far as I was aware, we weren't linked with this player at all. And then we signed Lewis Wing. Yeah, that seemed to kind of crop out. Well, I think, yeah, Peacock, Peacock Farrell was a much longer kind of gestation rumour period. Mm. Lewis Wing was a hell of a lot shorter in kind of the name coming into frame and then coming to fruition. There was a very, very short rotation around, you know, rotation around the sun, if that. Yes, you know, impeccably quick timing with that coming back around. So no, um, really fantastic. A player who shows showed a lot of promise, and you know has has been at times a very established player for Millsborough in the past. Yeah, I, I think I kind of understand that there's been some falling out with him and the management at Millsborough. But then someone who also went and had a very impressive loan spell for Rotherham, you know, in the championship and for the last half of last season, 
did he score against us or he set up a goal against us? He didn't. He looked he shone really against us in one of the games. I think we can definitely say that. Yeah, he did shine against us. So, someone who kind of—I mean, this is the interesting thing with so many of these signings. I'd be so happy with a lot of these in a kind of slightly cheaper reboot in the championship. I I would feel a lot better, you know, if we were in that situation where we were signing players of this caliber. I I think they're good enough, yeah, for definitely a you know a lower a lower around the middle half of the championship team. So to have so many of these players through the door is in that ilk is is just fantastic. The fact we've managed to convince them, and we can still seemingly operate within limitations to bring in players of this caliber, is really really good. I must say. Yeah, totally. Yeah, mm. it's a. Uh, <laughs> it seems a really good player to get through the door. Someone mm. who's creative, got a bit of physicality about their game. He's six two, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something we, you know, we're a pretty small midfield. I think even with um, Adenrian, we're, we're pretty small in midfield. I don't think he's the biggest. Um, so it's a, something a bit different in there. Um, I don't know where the wing can play a wing, but maybe even maybe it gives us an option there as well. I, d- I know he's sort of he's um, he's forward thinking. Well, clearly it's in his name, so clearly it comes from a generation of you know nom- <laughs> nom- nominative determinism. He's a, he's a born winger. He's a born winger. Yeah, <laughs> just um, like Jeremy Box to Box. <laughs> really made that position his own and really you know it was a real the person who bore the term box to box really i must say well that's i mean a lot of people don't know that makalele is french for box to box (laughs) exactly exactly very 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 good very true very true thank you for reminding me of such a thing (laughs) Um, I did chat to a friend, our mutual friend, Phil, who's a Borough fan about Lewis Wing. And I said, mm. you know, what? how do you think about that? What do you make of that? He said he was a little bit kind of like Reed Chief, kind of flatters to deceive. Okay. I mean, if we're getting this for a season and if we're getting this as part of where he is um, off the back of a very kind of very, very solid, impressive loan spell for Rotherham, dropping down a level, I think I'd be very happy with... Um, what he will probably contribute, I imagine, from a very similar kind of output to medium to prime reach. I'm kind of expecting similar things from that. Well, I think that if that's something we get with that kind of output, and I mean, kind of jump ahead a little bit, but you know, he did actually set up and take a, you know a decent corner against Port Vale, which we scored from. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, having somebody that takes set pieces. Uh, competently would be a, would be a nice thing to have. A marked uh, improvement on, on what we've played, what we've had for the last, <laughs> yes, at yeah. least last season, possibly pushing into two seasons for Sheffield Wednesday. Just uh, even just to remove some of the pressure and give a bit of competition to Barry Bannon, that would be mm. a nice, nice option to have available. Very true. Uh, so the yeah the final signing of the week, <laughs> a big week, was uh, Florian Cambery. Yes, 
a big striker on loan from top uh, top level Swiss team Saint Gallen. Mm-hmm. You're a big follower of Saint Gallen, so you, do you know Florian through and through? Sure. So you're you're going to pressure me to that situation on the podcast, Rich, <laughs> just out of it to say everything I I know about Florian Canberry. Canberry. <laughs> well, I know that Saint Gallen were named after Kevin Gallen, weren't they? They were. Yes. <laughs> Yes, the regular saint of uh, Duff Duff Crab football is <laughs> Kevin Gallen. <laughs> but so he's uh, a fascinating. It was fascinating to hear his his uh, accent in the interview. I don't know if you picked up, but because he spent a fair bit of time in Scotland, his English is slightly accented. Uh, Excellent. That's good to know. <laughs> So you've he'll, got that he'll, really be, he'll be able to understand the most Scottish of them all, Liam Palmer, I guess. Yes, exactly. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which is a real benefit, I guess. Which is probably the benefit of why we brought him in, because it, it clearly can't be his goal record from the past couple of seasons. <laughs> That's the thing. It's a bit it's a little bit hard to get excited about a striker coming in that has had such a patchy time of things. Um, mm. And spent kind of like a very kind of weird flirtatious period in Scotland the past few years, right? Well, that's it. So he was at Hibs on loan and got nine goals in 14 games, which is fantastic. I mean, nobody's sniffing and la- or laughing at that. He then got a permanent deal from Hibbs and got 11 in the next 53. So um, <laughs> his strike rate slowed down markedly at that point. Um, I mean, that's still kind of new US-esque, isn't it, really? Yeah. Pushing, pushing not, one in not, four, four, five. Yeah, that's not too bad of a rate. Really, I think you you take that, but you probably wouldn't want to be the only person that you're relying on for goals. Right. <laughs> You'd probably want to hear stories about how a lot of us were sub appearances, and he has different, you know, different tools in his game which is being utilised for. So, to to I did read an article from a Rangers fan website or something like that, and they were sort of saying basically his time there was scuppered by. COVID-19 so he never really got the chance to get going but he did get two assists and score one goal in six games so not a terrible return mm. um, and it does appear that he he does get assists alongside his goals uh, he's not just a goal scorer which is good because um, he doesn't often score recently but, mm. <laughs> but, but he a bit like Attenue you know he, he makes space in the game for others he's quite happy to take the ball into feet and mm. play with his back to the goal and, and sort of feed people in. Um, although he looks like a, a better athlete than Atty in that he can actually sort of offer a bit of um, pace in behind as well. So if he gets people turned around, he's, he's got something to offer there. Um, yeah, another sort of bolt from the blue, really, but mm. hopeful. <laughs> We need strikers. We've got I really four. hope that there's some stuff coming in. Um, I, I don't mind kind of like a cheapish gamble for uh, the centre-forward option. I think we know that, I, I guess, interestingly, we can kind of push on and kind of look at... Maybe this is the point to kind of push on and kind of look at the squad numbers that were announced. 
So we may yeah, kind we of we may book the trend of looking chronologically for this week because there might be a few other things we can look at as well. Um, but I mean, the interesting thing from that is Canberra is number twenty. We still have a number nine shirt open. Yeah. What do you kind of think about? I'm looking kind of through the list here. Um, there's some things that I'm like, that oh, makes sense. Some things that uh, you know doesn't kind of throw me a great deal. Was Dawson's shirt twelve when he was with Wednesday? Because he definitely wasn't number one. Peacock Farrell was so. taken number I think one. He might have been twelve, yeah. To which that's kind of vacant mm-hmm. right now. Um, Wildsmith was twenty-eight, which I seem to remember before. Luongo takes twenty-one, which was fine. Um, a lot of these are kind of regular. I guess the interesting thing is forty-four Jackson. Is that is that kind of one of the young goalkeeping options? That uh, will be, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Right, because now there's, there's still the need to kind of recognise three, three goalkeeping options. Though whether Jackson would get a sniff if people were injured or suspended, then that's something else completely. Yeah, um, Luke Jackson, that will be. Luke Jackson, yeah, the the guy from Steve, uh, Sleepy Jackson. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that's Luke Steele, who's, who's oh. also who is also a different goalkeeper. Luke Luke Jackson is from. S- from Sleepy, no wait. How do we do this? Sleepy Steel. Sleepy Steel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luke that's, Steel's that's the Sheffield-based Sleepy Jackson covers band. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be playing some gigs whenever I get back to Sheffield with, obviously, <laughs> alongside my other Sheffield uh, team, uh, Penis Tone for the Painfully Alone. <laughs> I suppose it's interesting. that it's Jackson that gets the award because. <laughs> I'm sorry, just moving on. <laughs> moving on. Just, uh, just step on from there. Oh, jeez. How should I react to that one? I'll just, just move on, ignore it. Okay. Okay. I did, I, I did laugh through, but um, yeah, maybe it was moving on. <laughs> moving swiftly along. Here we go. No, but I think Josh Render's been the one that it mm. feels a little bit further up the pecking order. Because mm. was it last summer that he was sort of palling around with? You know, kind of getting the Mickey knocked out of him from by Cammy and Wildsmith in the videos. I mean, on Top Forty Joe and some of the videos, yeah, yeah, he was kind of coming and looking into that coaching frame, wasn't it? Because yeah. cause they would, what they would do is they wouldn't practice any goalkeeping. They <laughs> would just, they would just laugh and sneer and flick, flick their noses up oh, over, so over at, uh, over at Kieran Westwood, uh, tra- uh, you know, <laughs> training over with the kids <laughs> in the other field, you know. Uh, one thing that we should note, just this is not, um, it's not exactly squad number news. It's uh, its far more important than that. Uh, Wildsmith appears to have cut his hair and looks a heck of a lot better, which is a shame that he left it so long because um, he could have had the nice hair for that video mm. that everyone was watching. Yes. He's yes, a week a, too late. A, shame. a week too late, yes. Hmm. But he's always a bit late though, isn't he? As well. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the fact that it's Jackson's like stuck on the end, and it mm. like it um, has that presented on the website. They are uh, they're um, they're sort of mirror image of each other, and then but then there's one extra at the bottom, and I d- I don't know, it just annoys me. Like the mm. one, I, d- I feel like the one extra should either be on the left or in the middle. It should definitely not be on the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know this is this is big stuff. This is this is important stuff. I, I, but anyway, I moving on. 
to me, the most interesting thing in the squad numbers is yes. is, Aden- is Adenri- Adeniran being number eight, which to me would say he's pro- he he definitely is probably going to be a first team berth. Yeah, him. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting. Look at Hutchinson at five. Yeah, kind of slow, slow retirement back as he mm. regresses back the pitch, much like my hairline. Um, number four is free. Number four is an interesting one. So do you think that kind of resembles... Number four is always an interesting number within the fabric of English football because it's one that's typically seen for a midfielder. Yeah. Despite the fact I think it should be a centre-back. <laughs> <laughs> I always view it that it should be a centre-back, but there is an argument think, that it, a four yeah. is a centre-mid type of character. Yeah, so that's there. Point. Number nine is still available, like we mentioned. So still I'm with Canberry. I didn't think that he was going to be. I'd be severely disappointed if he is our marquee striker signing. I don't think he's going to be. I really bloody he's hope in so. At number twenty. He's at number twenty. Eighteen, which is sometimes the poor man's fake number nine. One plus eight <laughs> kind of comes in there as well. That's free. I mean, the rest of it is... is, is... Windass wore 18 last season, didn't he? And Patterson mm. wore five last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he's taken up the 13, which which was uh, Berner's number. Mm-hmm. Mm. You find it interesting looking over the, some of the fabric of some of the youngsters that are kind of coming up and coming through. I mean, that's the interesting thing. I think we've also heard some rumours um, from the local press that there are a number of first-team players, or sorry number of youth players who are looking to be kind of put out on loan. Alex Hunt is yeah. one of those whose name is in the fabric. I don't think we... Charles Hagen was there, as was Ryan Galvin. Right. In the, so I in think the it's, of going out on, on it's loan. interesting. Yeah, here we are recording this. Very late Sunday morning ahead of, you know, the first game of the season, the move forward game of Wednesday against Huddersfield. In the, is it the Carabao Cup? Is that what this one is? Probably. So we're all still get marketed that we can buy large multi-packs for a mild discount. <laughs> it's acting like we're, we're all running a nightclub where we do like vodka and Carabao. <laughs> and be like, oh, great. This will be Ooh. better than getting from the cash and carry. Um <laughs> <laughs> so Alex Hans kind of mentioned in there, but he he has a, a squad number. As does Adadoyan. Yeah, Adadoyan's still a player who I don't quite know how kind of close he is to the fabric of the first team, but he has good, fairly substantially and has notched a couple of goals. So I'm wondering if that means that he's put himself very much in the thoughts of being the fourth fish striker in. Darren Moore's world. I thought when he was brought in that the idea was he was going to be a first team player. I thought that was the talk and then he immediately got a horrific injury. Yes. So it, it, it was derailed before it started his... Uh, Very much so, yeah. His march to, uh, to, to first team joy. Um, so I, I'm not I'm not that surprised to see him there. I think he's had a fairly good preseason. Uh, the one game I saw, he obviously scored in, and I thought he looked a bright spark all the way through. He looks a confident boy. Um, so 
yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. I don't. I'd like him to be an option. I don't think he's ready for to be the first choice. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how we set up because the players we've signed don't really point to a specific way of lining up, as far as I can tell. And the players we continue to get linked with um, are sort of intriguing as well. So is it worth now talking about rumours of incoming players? I think it is interesting, yeah. I mean, I'd almost kind the fabric of this kind of look you know, contextually and chronologically, that probably before Canberra. So that was the real surprise that we were seemingly said in kind of local media so incredibly close to bringing in a few players. Alan Nixon seems to think that we've made an agreement with George Byers with yeah. with the player, but then it seems to be held up with what are Swansea doing because. They're going through a bit of a managerial kind of nightmare. Who are they? Who are they hiring now? Swansea. Swansea have got a new manager coming in, who's a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. But then there's also the the fact with Swansea, <laughs> the weird thing, the fact that they play, even though they play in the English league, it needs international clearance, and I don't know whether that might be part of the holdup as well. Um before he comes on board. But I'm not sure who they've been linked with, sorry. I, 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 um, they're having a bit of a weird summer, I know that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also one of the many clubs that, that needed oh. to... They needed to get promoted last season because the parachute mm. payments have run out. So, so they're looking to appoint Russell Martin, the MK Don's manager, as their new coach. Wow. Which... Uh, would seemingly, if I was a Swansea fan, if I was a Jack, mm-hmm. I'd be jacked off in the worst way. <laughs> that is, this is what we're saying. This is sunglasses at night energy that we're bringing to, to yeah. this evening. Bring a out. different sort of vibe. It's the jokes are worse and the laughs are, are lower energy. And it's just bringing something new to the mix. Don't need Russell to bring... Martin, bring a nightlight out to see some of the grotty the grotty mistakes that we're bringing into the fabric <laughs> of this podcast. Russell Martin's a very, very disappointing managerial because there seemed to be some news that like Chris Wilder was going to be, this was going to be the the next gig for Chrissy oh, Bowman. really? Yeah, but then, you know, if you're, I don't know, if you're not wanting to spend, he clearly wants to go into the next job where he wants to, thinks he's, get himself a decent pay packet, another opportunity for success he probably thinks still thinks his stock is high his stock will keep getting lower until he probably accepts a job at nottingham forest you know (laughs) well that was the chris hewton thing wasn't it It it's like well i don't get a wednesday because i'm a premier league manager and then he went to forest yeah (laughs) forest it was like okay well there we go and did badly there as well did badly as well yeah so I, I think some stuff with George Byers could potentially happen. That's an interesting character, though, because he's more he's more of a central midfielder, isn't he? Well, that, I think that's what's interesting because if we've you know we've we've signed a couple of midfielders now, in addition mm-hmm. to the ones we already have at the club, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you sort of start to think: Are we? Is the idea going to be that we have three in the middle there, or maybe a, maybe a quite a tight? 
we've uh, we sent all the numbers for that, haven't we? Really? Yeah. Even if we look to ship hunt out. Well, the other option, and I've I, I know people have because what there's been a bit of like being linked with these midfielders. People are saying, okay, that must mean Barry Bannon's going to go. Mm. Um, although we keep getting told no, but it might be that more sees a different role for Bannon. Uh, it's sort of forgotten that a fair amount of the time that first season under Carlos, Barry Bannon played on a wing, one of the wings or the the other. Yeah. Um, Certainly more, you know, like sort of started in that position and maybe drifted inside. Mm, Kind of tight left type thing, right? Yeah. I mean, potentially to kind of force him to get involved further at the pitch and stop dropping back. Maybe the idea for more is to say, actually, do you know what you're playing kind of inside left, inside right type position. That's your role this season. It is interesting. Ask him to do less running. He's taking on less like personal responsibility mm-hmm. um, and leaving it to other people that maybe are a bit better at it. Cause that's the, I think that's the thing he wants to do everything, but defensively he is not the best defender. Mm-hmm. So, he can get in under his, you know, get 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 sort of dragged in under the the pressure of situations, mm-hmm. and that hurts the the team. So it might, it might be that it might be that we see something interesting in that style. Yeah. Um, although typical of Wednesday, we're doing all of this recruitment as we, you know, bundle towards the start of the season. So yeah. we'll probably spend September working out what the game plan is, and maybe October getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, interesting, George Byers. I, I don't know the, how much of a sort of creative player he is, um, but, but I think there's been yeah. some stuff about him like changing roles in, in right, okay. the football club. So previously being a creative player and then being kind of told to do a different job within the midfield. But yeah, again, another another sense I made from what I feel like I understand about him as a player. The other two players were kind of, I don't know whether one was happening or then it was interchangeable, but Josh Sim, Josh Sims. Yes. Who has been linked with us before, I believe. Well, I get him mixed up with... The one who actually got on loan, the other guy who came in. Yeah, yeah. It was another another winger from Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. I think his name began with an S as well. Anyway, mm. I get him mixed up with that with him. Fleet-footed um, young, young spry winger from Southampton. But supposedly buyers would be uh, signing for us on a free, which again sort of speaks to this fact that. Um, well, do frees and loans. Well, yeah, but also Swansea are kind of just looking to clear some folks off the the wage bill because right the 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 juicy juicy teat of the Premier League has been ripped from their grasp. Um, <laughs> um and Sims would be, Sims has been released, hasn't he, as well. So he's another one. He's a kind of formerly promising youngster who is now 24 and without a club. So hopefully but it, but he uh, had a, he's had a good season or two recently at, um, out on loan at teams. So I, I'd I mean Sounds like a good addition. Uh, if we're going to play 
with wingers, we're a bit light for wingers. So it'd be nice to see an addition or two in that in that role. Um, we've also winger wise been linked with Marvin Johnson. You're thinking of Lloyd Isgrove before, weren't you? That's it, Lloyd Isgrove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, yeah. Let's let's go and talk about Marvin Johnson. <laughs> Marvin Johnson, who seems to be a pretty would be a pretty decent acquisition, I think, and someone who I think Middlesbrough fans were quite upset to see him go when he was released. Yeah. Um seems to be a guy that can sort of operate all across that left mm-hmm. flank um has played former, wing back former piglets back. as well former former piggy mm-hmm. yes um although you know we've had some good former piggies danny bart john paul mcgovern to name a couple not, not always a kiss to, of death to, to name the only two of them to, to be linked with the bacony side. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that I think that would be interesting it because again it's it's looking at well, what what's this team gonna look like? You know, is it gonna mm-hmm. if we've got Hunt, is Hunt gonna play right back? Is it, is Hunt gonna be a kind of defensive right winger? Are we playing wing backs this season? If we're playing wing backs and three in the middle defensively, we probably need another Defender, I definitely think so. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, we haven't had anything more on that. Like, I'm liking the work we're doing to enhance our attacking side, but mm-hmm. it's uh, it's still. Oh, did you find it funny? Also, looking at the squad numbers, there's no squad number for Julian Berner. Hasn't he gone now? Has it been confirmed that he's gone? I thought, I thought it was, but maybe a. I keep hearing that it was always kind of edging closer to completion, but I haven't seen any announcement from the club. Wikipedia is saying current team is uh, is Sheffield Wednesday. I believe I think it's sort of all done by the shouting. Hmm. But um. It's still because we 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 heard the fee that was agreed, even didn't we? We did, but it's still something that's not being kind of confirmed. I wonder if I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Brexit's having a part to play in all this stuff. Who knows? Can't get the fine German exports back to Germany. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, someone sends you some delicious bock first. You can't get it back out of the country. Oh yeah, well, well that's what I said. So Patterson's sort of taken his uh, his his spot. Yeah, strange one. I hadn't sort of twigged that it wasn't official that he'd gone. Mm-hmm. He didn't play in the friendly though this week, did he? No. Which he has played all the other friendlies. No, interesting. So I think I think probably yeah. It's just waiting for. It, it's done. It's just waiting for the ink to dry or whatever the right analogy is for that. Um, the the other the, the other rumor that we've just sort of 
uh, we had the trial. Uh, we had Iwakwe, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, on on uh, trial, and his trials ended. He's gone back to Chelsea, but apparently we asked. We were quite impressed, and we're still keeping tabs on him. So that's another another midfield option. So uh, interesting. The other thing we'll obviously have to watch is you're only allowed so many low knees in your match day squad. And we're already, well, we've signed three this week, haven't we? So we'll probably just have, to, we'll just have to watch. I think you're only allowed five in a match day squad and three to start. Right. Game. And how many do we have full time here? We've got four, right? Because we've got yeah. Sh- we've got Shadipo as well, right? That's right. Who's mm-hmm. who's been given number seven? Is that right? That's correct. So, mm. I mean that that could be a front pairing potentially. Cambury with Shadipo playing off and around him might be a, a pairing. Could be. Um, and similarly think- with Pat- Patterson. How did we do from our time under? From what we saw from. What little we saw from the Darren Moore Championship Sheffield Wednesday management season, um, you know, little excursion we had last season. How much did we really see of Patterson in kind of roles? Because it's interesting. I just we've had numerous managers who've sometimes brought him back and said, you know, he's not a forward. He's an, he's sort of an attacking midfield. Well, we saw all. Kinds of things from Patterson, didn't we? I think, including playing right back, including again, yeah, which wasn't wasn't successful. Really, did not work as an experiment. No. Hmm. He looked terrible in the in the Chester game. Hmm. I don't know if that's been a kind of uniform. Did uh, you see the stuff about how he shaved his head in support for his mum, who's got breast cancer? I did. He's. I mean, he's a great guy. <laughs> I think we know this sort of. He sort of immediately attained fan favourites sort of status, well, at least with us as fans. But um, yeah, that's a really. Uh, it's a very sweet gesture, um, mm-hmm. and and it's great to see the, uh, the the fundraising that it's going towards is like four hundred percent off the target. So, I think Wednesday fans are doing their ever generous bit as well, which is really nice to see. Very mm-hmm. heartening, mm-hmm. all told. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel a bit crap now for like having slagged off his professional performance, but obviously he's a very good human. Um, no, but I I wondered as to whether there's been some stuff that's not helped uh, I suppose, mind yeah. frame coming into the season. Yeah. I also wonder whether some of the mindset of you know, we've talked about how he's a unconventional footballer having not come through the academy system and things like that. And I wonder if there's a little bit of just not being that bothered about friendlies because they don't count for anything. So like, mm. yeah, I'll, I know how to play football. I've been doing it for a while. I'll uh, I'll be really good when it matters, when it's the time. <laughs> this This does not bother me at all. I'm kicking about on a training pitch with, uh, <laughs> you know, a pub league team. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, well, it'll be interesting to see. Um, anything else? Have I missed? Have we missed any rumours, or have we kind of done everything that we? Possibly I think we've done did? everything. We talked a lot, a lot, haven't we? Yeah, been a big old week. Big old week. 
It's safe to say probably one of the better weeks in uh, in recent memory as a Wednesday. <laughs> very much so, yeah. I think any week we make a double signing with two very good loan signings in Peacock mm. Farrell and Wing is really up there. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> we've been in the position before of going, we desperately need a forward and then getting like the dustiest, mankiest old forward possible. So, I mean, Cambry is a big step up from some of the folks we've had roll in at that stage previously. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular, I'm thinking about Steve Howard. Um, <laughs> desperately need a striker. This guy has striker on his job description. He's barely moving now, but uh, do you want to give it a go? <laughs> so are we ready are we moving into prediction land let's uh let's cross that boundary into prediction land oh mm-hmm. and how do you want to do this so we're talking about we're going to do team to uh, well top six top six i think team we can talk struggle. quickly about a team to struggle yeah and then outside of that, I I don't want to kind of commit a lot of information outside of that. I probably will be brutally honest. There's not a lot of teams I know particularly well about in this league. I'm sure we'll probably be, I'll have that shoved in my face and we'll have some crashing, crushing defeats, crushing defeats to some of these teams. <laughs> that will really kind of shove it in my face and I'll get very upset about on this podcast but uh, until then yeah there's not a lot I don't think we can do this with the same level of focus um, that we have with like the championship because it's a new it's new yeah, territory for Sheffield yeah. Wednesday football club it's it's very tough sort of uh-huh. feeling, feeling our way I think mm-hmm. So I guess quickly we could do like teams to struggle. I think probably a team that I think I've seen a lot of uh, mentions about struggling this league. I'm going to go for Shrewsbury. Okay. More of a struggle that I mean they finished 17th last season, so more of a struggle than the, the season. They before. seem to have a typical kind of relegation battle from what I've, little I've seen of kind yeah. of Shrewsbury, and I I think they're going to be one of the teams to make up the four. I know a lot of people mention Morecambe as well. So, yeah. But I think Shrewsbury is one that I think will definitely finish in the bottom four. Fair enough. Well, I think given that the, their uh, their manager seems to be about to get poached, I'm going to say MK Dons. That's going to be my... That's, that's I think, a fair point. Yeah, yeah I think MK Dons typically kind of hover around and kind of go through many kind of cycles of decency. But I don't think they've ever been kind of in the ascendancy from typically when we were last here, really. No. Under those days of uh, what's his chops with the bozzied scouser with the sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. (laughs) I can picture him. I know. I don't like picturing him because he's a knobhead. I know. Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson. Is it Carl Robinson? I think that's someone else, isn't it? No, I'm pretty sure it's Carl Robinson. <laughs> I don't think it is. Okay. Oh, 
who is the previous manager's managerial history of MK Dons, which shouldn't be too substantial because... I'm pretty sure he was the manager from 2010 to 2016. I think he's your man. It is Carl Robinson. It doesn't sound like a Carl Robinson. It seems like that sounds like somebody off Neighbours, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Now, he is at Oxford, who are probably one of the teams fancied to... Be in and around. Give it a right go. Go. Give it a right go. go. Yes. (laughs) I thought Carl Robinson was like the name of a kind of not very exciting midfielder who played for Crystal Palace. He he might have been both. Someone else I'm thinking of. That's not him. That wasn't his footballing career. But yeah. There's another there is another Carl Robinson with a with a C. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Who even spent a little bit of time on loan at Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, well there. And we played know. for Toronto FC. Oh wow. 70, 74 games for Toronto FC. And he is Welsh. He's Flandrin Dodwells. This is uh, 52 games for Wales. So there is two mm. Carl Robinsons. There's probably lots of Carl Robinsons. No, there's only two in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm pulling on some great correct energy. Let's move on. Let's say, well, first of all, shall we say, let's focus on we're going to go on to talk about our top six but shall we just give a little kind of peek you know when you when you're playing texas hold'em you look at those two cards you you give them a little squeeze and you're going to see are we going to see in richard miller's is our sheffield wednesday in richard oh. miller's top six the survey says i think Maybe yes, just okay, 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 because they're not outside my top six. So hopeless romantic. Okay, so let's let's put that away, and we can talk about where Sheffield Wednesday turn up within within our top six predictions. Oh, hmm. Who should go first? Shall I go first? Well, we're going first. Top, are we going um, six, six to... Six to first, yeah. Well, see, I'm, I'm going to go Wednesday sixth. I think if we get there... Okay, we'll interesting. There. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, that's my... So that, so I have us as, as sixth place, mm-hmm. I think. Any kind of notes or thoughts about why you've plumped us as sixth, Rich? Um, I mean, it's the giddy excitement of uh, of a small girl uh, before se- the season starts. You know, all things are possible and it's going to be someone. Why not us? Mm-hmm. Um, I like what I'm hearing from Darren Moore. I like what I'm hearing about Darren Moore. I want, I'm choosing to believe in Darren Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we'll, I, th- I think with the calibre of signings that we've made, if we can maybe get three, maybe another two or three through the door of that similar sort of level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we've probably got one of the better squads going into it without knowing a huge amount of all the other, about the other teams. As we touched on, this is a brand new league with, uh, with you know, new depths to plumb in terms of mm-hmm. uh, getting shown up by our lack of knowledge and uh, 
the hidden gems that each each club uh, provides. But uh, yeah, that's I think that's why I think I think we might have enough at the end of the day to sort of sneak in there. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice potentially to have that coming on a bit of a run because sometimes you can be sixth and and be the form team. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the hope that kills you. Mm-hmm. So who's your sixth team? Six, I've gone for Sunderland. Um, Sunderland mm-hmm. just smell of eternal third-tier disappointment. I don't get why they're constantly peppering the top of the prediction leagues, but then we've also been thought of being decent in a big fish in this league when we've been dog shit. So I can probably see some of the logic as to why Sunderland pep around these areas. I think they can probably go for six and have another kind of playoff disappointment within that within that fabric of them ending six. Mm. I'm going to kind of snake this now. So fifth, I've gone. No point. That's good for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, I think that primarily I'm starting to see some size, some decent, decent-ish championship underperformers, with a fair whack of the worst performers done and gone from the Sheffield Wednesday squad from last season. It's a squad with a fair amount of imbalance, and I do want to say the benefit of Rich and I doing his prediction a lot closer to the start of the new season, following a period where we've made six fantastic signings to this level, really helps um, have a good idea as to where I think the Sheffield Wednesday team can finish. <clears throat> six signings, and then I'm not including, actually because I did this I wrote this before uh, Florian, arrived by the way also with florian can i just say as well did you enjoy the little video message you gave to supporters where i said hi it's florian yes like <laughs> like we would have been upset if he hadn't referred to us using his first name and like we you know we all, we all knew who he was right <laughs> you know we weren't feverishly tapping in his details into youtube to get a look at you know any of his previous decent times so six signings that I've kind of mentioned, but you know, that would genuinely be happy with for a championship reboots, um, some kind of upside with number seven, and some signings that ones have been crying out for. To think we have two excellent recruits in the middle of the park and add near in the wings shows a real embarrassment of riches. The names that are coming are really exciting me, and I think when we start to look at the striker situation, I do think we'll have some decent acquisitions for this area. Regardless, yeah. I actually think the strengths of the names and the acquisitions are really going to show that we can get goals from different areas of the pitch. Bailey Peacock Farrell is fantastic and it shows we're dressing and real weakness. I can only hope the defense gets a little bit of bolstering too. I think this will be a tough league, but I think that we're just going to have enough firepower and quality that'll put us in a winning position more often than not. Uh, fifth is an incredibly positive place, and for me, as a few weeks ago, I was genuinely looking for relegation odds before the off-pitch issues were sorted and we started to make new signings. Fair point. Yeah, Mm I, I, yeah, I, I agree with a lot of what you said and a lot of the caveats as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm in a very simple, you know, we've put ourselves in similar position. We're not, we're not expecting. I, I saw a William Hill posted HMS walk the league which I don't think anybody uses that one, do they? But uh, <laughs> No, but I guess our social media is looking to maybe put a centre on some of the things that we've, that, that, you know, Wednesday fans have come out with before, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to so, jet across, jut across the Rich, is going to fifth and forfeit for us. Fifth mm, place in League One, 2021-2022 season. Rich is saying, 
Uh, I, I've got a bit of a hard. I, I sort of struggled with where to put people. I was, I felt fairly confident in my members of my top six mm. for no good reason. It's an absolute hubris-based confidence. It's not based on any actual knowledge. Um, but who fell where is a is a little bit more woolly. But I'm gonna say Charlton. Hmm. Um, they seem to be on uh, a path of recovery. Uh, they and they were pretty close last time. They're obviously a team with a bit of caliber and history about them. Uh, so I think I, th- I can see them finishing fifth or fourth. You know, certainly in in the in the uh, playoff places this season. Um. Fifth, so fourth, I'm going to go for a similar story. So, uh, Bolton. Mm, now, interesting. Got promoted last mm-hmm. season, so a bit of momentum on their side. They have put together a kind of bustling young team. The fans are back on board. Um Again, it's that kind of turnaround. You know, everything seemed awful. I'd like to put us in that same basket of, you know, things were terrible and then they start to turn around. I don't know that we've... I, I'm not convinced that Depp John's had that sort of come-to-Jesus moment that he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly something's corrected his attitude, which is good. We've also not had any real like regime change in the way that those other clubs have had. So uh, there's a worry that ours is a little bit of a false dawn. Um, But those, yeah, both Charlton and Bolton seem to be on a, on a bit of a journey and, uh, and maybe the next step for both of them is a, is a playoff berth. Mm -hmm. Uh, That momentum can go a long way in league one. It's uh, it's a different league to the championship. It's it's very rare for clubs to go up two on the bounce in the championship, but it happens with a fair amount of regularity in League One. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah. So that's that's hmm. my call. Uh, we'll go across for your fourth and third. Fourth is Charlton. I said, mm-hmm. yes, Charlton will have a wheelie good time. And by that, they'll have a slightly, mildly better season than their arch rivals, those nasty, wasty Wendy's. <laughs> Sean Flair and the Duff centre forward pairing of Jaden Stockley and Connor Washington will probably do very well at League One level. Uh, they'll probably do a bit more in the transfer window, I suspect. Nigel Adkins will find the biggest room in his house, which you know is obviously, as he said before, the room for improvement, and improve upon fluffing up the playoffs last season. Third, moving up, I'm going to go for Wovworm. Uh, Warney loves the third tier. Wovworm love themselves League One. Back in their elements and just missing out on automatic promotion is my call. Surely it's time for the mini pigs to have a swill hand-me-down from their porky pals at the stain. It makes sense in my limited and lame football manager mild. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Oh, so I'm uh, I'm on the cusp of automatic promotion here. Ooh. Well, third and second, or do you do you want to go third and, and then we'll second. go and then we'll trade off second, 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 first, first? 
<laughs> I suppose it doesn't make a huge amount of difference. Let's keep snaking it because it just means we'll do. Th- I'll do third, second. You'll do second, first, and I'll just do my third. So we end up doing okay. kind of two, one, one either way. Sneaky, 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 sneaky. We're like a Nokia thirty-three turn. I'm so I'm gonna. I'm, third place is gonna be Sunderland. I think mm. they're gonna continue there. Um, always the bridesmaid, never the bride type uh, existence down in League One, and uh, once again be the team that probably leads the charge for a long period of time, but then uh, dips down at the key moment and finishes finishes third, kind of licking their wounds and probably loses in the semi-finals of the playoffs as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time, and I can't wait to watch it on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> that leaves me with a slightly odd top two. <laughs> now looking at them together in the cold light of um, you know free in, co- free in the morning conversation, mm-hmm. um, it seems like a really odd mix. But I'm going to go for Oxford for second. Okay, so that's just your second. Okay, and then you're just going to do anything to say about Oxford? Uh, it's, I mean the same sort that of, you know they were playoff. Uh, the playoff team last time uh, they seem to be on this sort of continuing build they've got a good team of uh, kind of um, I'm trying to think they're not young but they're at that stage of like just kind of bust you know that kind of early 20s they've got a team full of that sort of age of players Mm -hmm. um, kind of coming of age squad uh, and a fair few talents that are, you know, it's it's now or never for the real stand uh, by me squad. You're saying, Rich? That's right. Yeah. So I bit think of River, bit of River Phoenix and uh, Will Wheaton. That's right. Yeah. Do you want to see a dead body? No, I want to see what Cole Robinson can do with this group of promising footballers. <laughs> So, so you you're now on for second and first. Second. So in the process of typing out this top six, here I ran out of options and I basically found amongst the list of teams missing from my list was Portsmouth, who were often tipped for top stuff in this league, and basically I cannot figure out why they're much cop. I will also remember a young lady whose dad was from Portsmouth and supported them, and she broke my heart to smithereens. So fuck Pompey. That means the second is a joint tie between Lincoln and some random third-tier side who isn't Lincoln or Portsmouth. Play up everyone else in this league. <laughs> Excellent. Which leads me to my number one, and I'm wondering if we're going to the same number one here, Rich. I think we might. But anyway, I will pick my number one as Ipswich. I think with Paul Cook and the investment he has had behind him, I think they'll probably be top of the pops. Macaulay Bond, Lester Piggott, I think his name is Lester Piggott, Piggott, (laughs) if that's the wrong name, and Chaplin from the Dingles are all great signings, and to a lesser degree, you've got George Edmondson and former Piglet Lee Evans. No, not that one. And I think (laughs) they will take them to the next level. With the dull swaggery of being sponsored by Ipswich Town's answer to Elton John, Ed, how are those breadsticks, sir, Sheeran? 
They will swing their methodical combine harvesting Johnsons about and give their fans a rare outing of success in a history of somehow being more successful than Coventry. Congratulations, League One champions, Ipswich Town. I haven't gone for the same team, Luke. Wow. Wow. Okay. Ipswich were in my honourable mentions, you know. They were okay. okay. Close, okay. But, but no combine harvester driving cigar for you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your big-eared boys on the farm because you're not going to the championship. Uh <laughs> I've gone for so similar to your your Rotherham sort of. I've gone for Wickham. You've gone for Wickham. <laughs> I think they've got. I think they've got that uh, wow. joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. They've got a rock and roll manager. They figured out what they were all about in in uh, by the end of the season in the championship. Uh, finished well enough that. It would have been them that survived mm. rather than us if Derby had had their points deduction that they should have had by mm-hmm. every means that I can mm-hmm. actually see. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think they should be a championship side, rightfully, and I, I think they'll there'll be a bit of that kind of pain to drive them on, and uh, I think they'll do it. I think they'll. Uh, I don't know that they'll win. That's the thing. I think like where people finish is a bit more up in the air for me. I'm not kind of declaratively saying they'll absolutely nail it but i think yeah i think i'll be right up there so there we go wow some surprises i must say mm. did you so you said you've kind of picked some you picked some honorable mentions i mean we well, can just kind of yeah make i mean that before we really talk a bit more switch. about sheffield wednesday <laughs> really if switch to the honorable mentions if switch the honorable mentions. okay i guess well, the for me i think maybe you know Oxford might be an honorable mm. mention, I think, as well. But um, interesting. Um, so I guess the final thing is to just talk a bit about Sheffield Wednesday. Um, predicting Sheffield Wednesday's player of the season for this upcoming season and looking at who we think is going to be the top scorer. Yeah. Speak, uh... Player of the season, you can go player of the season. Let's snake it back. So I'll do Let's player of the season. Back. You do player of the season, top scorer, and I'll finish on my top scorer. Okay. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday player of the season, I'm going to go for Lewis Wing. I think he's going to have a big impact, and I think he's going to have a fairly sizable, kind of very positive imprint on the Sheffield Wednesday team. I think he'll create a lot in this league, and I think he'll be shown that he'll be a really smart loan signing for our team. Mm-hmm. Nice. I was going to say, you know, sort of flat. You, you mentioned um, that uh, our mutual friend Phil's review was that he that you know flatters to deceive like Reach. I think with Reach we had like three years of just pure flattery, and then all mm-hmm. of the deception was <laughs> was packed in at the end because <laughs> we had some lovely, lovely times. And if yeah, if we can do some of that with uh, Lewis Wing, nice choice. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm going to go for a previous winner of this award, and it's it's hope hope that he comes back from his injury. Uh, but if he stays fit 
and doesn't mm. get signed by somebody in January, I think Dominic Iorfa is going to be wow player of the season for us. Nice. Um, I just think if we see the continuation of that, I mean, if he brings, if if he's not taken a step back with his injury, all that confidence he was showing, I mean, mm. he was just a joy to watch at centre-back, mm. a, a level above this. I can't see him being anything other than absolute monster this this time round. Um, you've got that pace, the strength, the physique, um, the, the runs from time to time, so mm. he can... I mean, if he can turn some turn in some end product to that, that would be incredible. I think if we've got wing and we've got some options, we might be putting some better deliveries into the box potentially. So he's got the opportunity to get goals as well. Um, yeah, so Do- Dominic Iorfa is my choice for uh, for player of the season, and I-, I can see him getting potentially up to about ten goals if uh, you know given given the opportunity. Wow. Wow, he attacks I, the ball brilliantly. I think there should be when Harry met Sally and I'll have what Rich is having. <laughs> and since since Rich and I had a very a, a very small nice little trip to said Delhi where that was filmed, yeah. um, what Rich is going to be having is a diet doc, dots of browns. I'll be having yes. the, I'll be having the full fat dots of browns, but uh, <laughs> it'll be rather excellent, excellent soda soda pop. It's a beautiful soda. Mm-hmm. So that leaves me to say top scorer. Mm-hmm. Now, since this is interesting, so you've just mentioned Dominic Ayolfo with 10 goals, or potentially. Potentially. But anyway. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> with 25 <laughs> goals, it's Shay Dunkley. <laughs> He's done it before. He can do it again. <laughs> ah, the, so my the temptation the the temptation here is to go for the player you picked last year rightly um mm. uh, probably our best player mm-hmm. <sighs> but this injury and the lack of news about the injury is mm-hmm. really turning me off picking windass um, it feels too much of a gamble right at the moment. Uh, I, I I mean, I've never known an injury that takes f- sort of the three, two, three weeks to even know what the injury is, the extent of it. Um, all kind of worrying signs. Uh, there's also the potential that he gets signed and goes elsewhere, obviously. Um, so I'm going to go for somebody that's a bit tried and true and go for... Uh, Yaman Shodipo. He's going to be the hungry, hungry hippo getting us goals this season. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna bag fifteen. And awesome. Be our top awesome. Darren Moore there, just just bashing that bit of plastic on his Shodipo, hungry hippo, <laughs> gobbling up those little, those wee little balls of goals. There we go. Fantastic. I love how I have a habit of doing the same thing that Darren Moore does in interviews and like waiting till the person asks the question and saying, yeah. So like, he's kind of waiting. <laughs> for yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So it's, it's a fun habit. Yeah. But he's very likable, yeah, isn't he? Of course. He's a very hungry hippo. Uh, we wanted to bring him to the club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
got a bigger mouth, so it kind of kind of cheats when you're playing the game. <laughs> Who are you going for, Luke? Who's your man? Yet to join new striker Wednesday's new number nine, a dot striker with 16 goals. <laughs> Trialist. <laughs> Trialist number five. <laughs> Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. The, the number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Mm-hmm. It's intriguing. I, I mean, I think probably we will get somebody more, one more in the forward berth. Um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, obviously it is, it's, in, it's intriguing that number nine is just sat there. Um, but with Patterson and uh, Cambry now, mm-hmm. I don't know what that person looks like. Certainly not. We don't need another big front man. Some sort of some sort of nippy goal poacher type. Hmm. Mm. Well, I I hope we're not miss uh you know we're not misplacing our faith and our hopes um i hope i hope that we're i hope that we're right in terms of wednesday be having a better season this season um do are we giving ourselves the caveat that we can look at it again once the once the transfer window closes (laughs) you can make last minute corrections before submitting your ballot Mm. No, no. <laughs> you don't like that no, I don't like that idea at all. I think I mean, we should. You're the I think we would should. benefit most from it, really. I think. Really? Well, what if number nine ends up being the number we give to the? I did, I did jokingly say that uh, number two spot in this league is kind of anybody apart from Portsmouth. Yes, that's. I kind, of, I kind of went for Lincoln, I guess. I guess it's Lincoln. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll firmly put that in, but just wanted to make a point that fuck, fuck Portsmouth. <laughs> oh dear. I do you know my my hope for the season is we get to see a bit more Dali Bashiru. That would be nice. That was a great goal he scored. How much would it? How much would we need to see of Delhi Bashuru to see him more than? Do you have a record, or can you pull up a record while we're speaking to see how many minutes did Delhi Bashuru play in the championship last year for Sheffield Wednesday? Minutes. Um, well, first of all, how many about. games did he play for Sheffield Wednesday? Soccer base should do that, shouldn't it? Soccer base should do that, indeed. This is what you come here for, folks. This is what you came for. Live Googling. (laughs) One man struggle with technology. Which is bashing his palm into the keyboard right now. Angry and upset that the computer does not pick up on his intentions. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't give minutes, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> but he started two league games. He started he two league games. Six. And he came off the bench in six. 
and he was on the bench for two FA Cup games. Came off the bench for two FA FA Cup games. So started I, three and I feel pretty confident that he's going to play ninety minutes in about five league games at the very least, which would be a significant improvement on his last season. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Here's hoping. I I really have everything literally have a lot of things crossed for him to have a good season. I want him to do well. I think he has the ability to do well. He's just got, he's got something that I don't, well, I mean, obviously we've got a new midfield now, but I haven't seen a Wednesday player that has that ability to just kind of like power through a tackle or two and make something happen for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just would like to see it on the pitch a bit more. It's quite funny on soccer base, by the way. They've really not updated things for a long time. They've got um, players because mm-hmm. they're trying to say that it's A to Z. So for teams, they go from Aberdeen to Yeovil, which is fair enough. That's but um, for players, they <laughs> add a bio to Zamora. They need to update that, don't they? They really do. They really do. <laughs> Did I tell you that Flash Goal was giving a little bit of a preview of Sheffield Wednesday against Huddersfield and said that Tom Lees was an injury concern for Sheffield Wednesday? Oh, when the rumour is that he w- would be an injury concern for Huddersfield Town. The opposition. Mm-hmm. And Reach has been linked with the club now, West Bromwich. He has indeed, yeah. It's interesting seeing those guys get picked up. I thought that it was a bit strange that they hadn't been signed by anybody yet. No, uh, but uh, they didn't tell Nixon seemed to say he's got a bit of a choice on his hands. He can be... He can be a squad filler at West Brom or he can be a starter at Blackburn Rovers. Uh, that seems to be the question for him, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So, interesting, we'll put this out after the Sheffield Wednesday's first game of the season. Um, yeah. I was under the impression that even though this was a ridiculous, uh, very ridiculous time frame in my book, uh, Sunday at one o'clock UK time, 6 a.m. in the morning here. I thought this would be something that would have been put on Sky Sports, but it's not. It's just had a random time picked. Um, if you're there in person, Rich, you're not making the trip to to Essex. No, 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 no. I hadn't, hadn't planned on it. Okay, you're saving up your energy for the league proper. <laughs> and, yes. and I cannot stream the game. So, poo poo. Yeah. Really. We will watch YouTube highlights. Yay! Yay! I might listen to it. That's one option. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to get up to listen to it. That doesn't seem no. something I want to be doing with my time. I think for me, it was just um, yeah, planning wise. It was uh, it took them a long time to announce what was happening, and by the time they announced it, I was kind of made other plans. <laughs> 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 well, it's all kind of up in the air. I don't know how it is in terms of COVID restrictions and stuff in in uh, in Alberta, but everything's open and it looks like we're all basically just going to get COVID. That's basically yeah, that's kind of the happening. UK's plan as well, right? Um, well, it seems like we've looked they... at what the UK have done and then seen if we can set the bar lower than what yourselves are doing. <laughs> so that seems to be what's going on here. 
But in terms of public events and public spaces, there's like a kind of a lot of back end thinking happening. So it's like, open everything up, let's go mad. And uh, you don't need to do any, there's no rules or restrictions anymore. And then kind of going, maybe uh, it would be nice if everybody could do a little bit of a rule, rule or restriction. If you could do that, that would be very kindly. Thank you. So like, basically like the nightclubs are going to be open for a month and then you're going to have to have a vaccine or a test to get into a nightclub after a month. Um, <laughs> so it's like, right. have at it, go mad. So I think with the football season, they were talking about maybe having rules in place where you have to have your second jab or show a clear test to get into a stadium. But at the moment there's nothing there's no restrictions and wearing a mask is like if you feel like it if you want to mm-hmm. so yeah it's great fun it's really good to have Love this it. clear steer on things what a great time to be alive uh, so yeah hopefully we're still in the cup by the time you hear this but who knows mm. <laughs> if a disappointing cup tie happens and nobody's there to hear it did a disappointing cup tie happen <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's one of those big quandaries we we're all over schrodinger's cat and the tree falling down slash league cup game happening you know the the existence of that event mm-hmm. in the absence of uh, observance anyway yeah there we go Onwards and upwards. Um, best of luck in the rest of the you know the week ahead, Luke. And oh, you uh, too. Hope you remain well and you know fit as a fiddle with all of your performance-enhancing drugs that you're allowed to take. Thank and uh, same to everybody at home, you know. Uh, whether it's EPO, testosterone, nandrolone, whatever gets you through the day. Cheerio, folks. Have a good one, everyone.